Hey, I'm Danny Heifetz, host of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Me, Danny Kelly, and Craig Korolbeck are coming to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday before this NFL season so you can crush your draft and win your league or at least make sure you don't come in last place and have to do your league's punishment. Follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Up, breaking. That's not. All right, now. Now say it. Now breaking, say breaking news. news. Breaking news. You breaking news. You can't just play two seconds of it. You, you can just play do... two seconds. It's a hard stop. Breaking news. Breaking news. Panini has filed a an antitrust lawsuit. I did not I'm mean to bring do that. I honestly, I'm gonna, I, here's the thing. I wasn't I, trying to interrupt that because this is big news. We have freaking news, and your jimmies <laughs> are dancing over there like you're at a salsarita party. Put your hands What's away. What's a salsarita party? Salsarita was a Mexican restaurant that I used to love. Okay, Ooh. Panini has officially filed. The court documents are real. We, we checked up the Wall Street Journal article, but we also spoke to our friend who's a big-time lawyer. Like, not even underplaying that at all. It's very oh, big. Yeah, yeah I, I shudder when I speak to him. Yeah. A little dribble here. Not a big deal. Uh, paperwork has been filed in, I think he said in the Tampa County in Florida. In Tampa uh, City, yes. Yep. So antitrust, basically accusing fanatics of a monopoly, amongst other things, interfering with uh, with employees, you know, that whole employee raid that happened. And can we just go down this list? Sure. He if gave, you can you hit the high points, yeah. All right. So these are all the high points. Basically, uh, like Mike said, they've filed in Tampa, Florida with the federal court. Panini is being represented by a prominent lawyer that also represented Al Gore in the Bush v. Gore uh, case back in the early 2000s. Did they win that case? What was that about the, the, that the hanging Chad? I think that was like the hanging Chad thing, wasn't it? Does it? I don't let's know get back. Go ahead. Who's Chad? We got to go. talk. We, we will banter yeah, later go. about no, your no. poison ivy. Panini is claiming fanatics uh, secretly secured long-term rights with uh, the Players Associations for a decade in some cases, two decades, mm-hmm. uh, they raided, they're claiming they raided employees from Panini and players to exclusive deals, basically just cutting off their opportunity to do business in the trading card market in the future to any substantial, uh, to anything substantial. They say they are done, they've done this and many other things to monopolize the US trading card market and also claim that they've spoken badly of them to others in the industry. 
Now there was speculation. You could be sued for that, by the way. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> we are. Sh- but I guess, sunk. like, I guess the the overall idea is that by speaking badly to others, they are essentially cutting off the real. Uh, because once they uh, once they uh, acquired tops, they now are the only other substantial card maker in the industry, and therefore that would be a monopolistic act to downplay or downcredit any uh, thing your partner or the other competitor may do in the space. So that's saying, Hey, you know, there's only one other guy and we want to shut them out. They also, I think the person we spoke to also mentioned that the uh, Panini's claiming like, Hey, we did this by growing this business over time. Uh, This wasn't just a, a money grab. Whereas they're saying fanatics is essentially they just came in with a bunch of money, bought everything up, and they're doing this simply to make money uh, and take advantage of a weakness they saw in this market. I'm curious what the difference is when Panini came in 20, I think it was 2015, came in and got the licensing for football and basketball. What's the difference? I guess there weren't exclusivity deals with individual players to take away any rights there because, I mean, they could still do... I think that was, and to be fair too, the point that our person also made was some of this may be Panini being very desperate at this point, like to make something get of, some cash on the way of the all of this. Yeah, like to to find a, a foothold in what is looking like their way out in the next couple of years, hmm. because the uh, the last thing he mentioned is that. Uh, Fanatics is going to try and get this case dismissed, sure. claiming that their claims are not valid. Um, but that may take as much as six months or more at this point. Yeah, it sounds like this is going to be a headline and then no actual follow-up for months. I'm guessing we don't hear anything real after this for months now. I am interested to see what Paul Lesko, because you know, Paul Lesko is a guy on Twitter who's also like a lawyer, but also a big-time card guy. I'd be interested to see if he finds any further detail in the breakdown of these documents, but our contact is also going to keep us updated if he finds anything additional. But yeah, um, guys, it's pretty interesting in the sense that even though, yeah, maybe, maybe there are, maybe this case could get thrown out. It's just such a, uh, uh, I don't say it as like a bad look for Panini or fanatics, it just is a dramatic thing that is taken away from what used to be. You don't a few years ago, you would never have thought of like the card hobby as a place of drama. But man, because there's another story, you know, the Blake's Breaks one we talked about on Monday. We're going to update some more on that. There's just a number of drama filled things that happen. And maybe it's just the circles that we're in at this point in time where we get updated about a lot of this. But who would have thought like, some basketball, baseball, football cards are causing multi-million dollar, billion dollar companies to have to go into court. I don't know. Yeah, it is a little weird. Yeah. I'll be curious. Like I said, I I have a feeling we're going to have this headline today and then there's going to be nothing actual for months. Maybe maybe we're wrong. I hope, I hope. Well, it makes me think that other lawsuit that uh, Panini had filed about like, um, oh, what is it? What's the thing when you are forced to stay away from someone? Um, a restraining order? It, it, yeah, it was kind of like a, it wasn't a restraining order per se, but it was. A, a cease and desist. S- maybe something like that, that Panini filed against Fanatics before that they already, the courts had already said, you know, it wasn't going to fly, that they couldn't keep the their employees away from that company. So, because that was the other big thing too, of course, we all know that Panini 
got a bunch of their employees, I don't want to say stolen, but swiped out from underneath them with absolutely no notice, leaving them in a very difficult situation, which again, if you are the only real competition out there, could look like a monopolist attack. So I thought this was an interesting comment from my buddy Hobson, yeah, who's a very intelligent, well-connected person. He says, is uh, it's going to come down to market definition. Is the market just baseball cards? Then likely a monopoly. Sports cards, less clear. Trading cards, no way. Uh, it's also not illegal to have a monopoly. It's illegal to use unfair business practices while a monopoly. So you have to prove market definition and unfair business practices. That is, a, uh, Yeah, I don't know how that works. But I mean, there have been how many comments sure. in people saying, oh, this is a fanatics creating a monopoly, this and that. I mean, I guess at this point, Panini thinks there's enough evidence to at least file this lawsuit with one of the biggest firms out there. Like he said, the firm that has this, the lawyer that represented Al Gore is a very prominent, well-known firm. So it's, I don't think they would just file this on a whim. I'd like to file a lawsuit against somebody and have Jackie Childs. The guy from Seinfeld represent me in character. <laughs> in like character. Just bring him to court. That you, you're okay losing. Who that. told you to form monopoly? I didn't tell you to form monopoly. <laughs> like that would be great. Just bring like that character. Oh man. But speaking of which, he has the I bomb so many... from my poison ivy. That oh, could be helpful. We I forgot. We, I forgot we restarted the show. Yeah, it was a train we, wreck. We uh, well, we started the show on a very hot non-sport topic. My poison ivy. Yeah. We, Mike has poison ivy around his belly button. What did you call it? Poison ivy. Poison ivy. Okay. And uh, we, it was gold, people, gold. Uh, we had to cut it because we then got a phone call with all the details of what's going on. So, real issue. Um, so there's that. We'll update you as we get additional detail. By the way, I, th- here is the other thing. I, I, interesting, there's a story, something to talk about. I will tell you the most, what will be the most painful and intolerable, intolerable thing of this whole story over the next couple of days, weeks, months, the amount of card guys who are now going to make comments and posts and content speculating about this. Oh. <laughs> I've already seen some of the comments. Some of these guys, by the way, good, go after Panini too. I haven't got my redemptions yet. I don't think Al Gore's lawyer took a took on a case to try to get you a signed, you know, Tory Hunter card. <laughs> Probably not what we're talking about here. It will be interesting to see. I absolutely agree. I think that this is going to be something that uh, we will not hear the end of. But again, to your original point, nothing. I don't feel we're hitting any real new detail on it. Yeah, but uh, but we'll we'll update you as it comes. Um, we do have a number of other things we're going to talk about. We alluded to the Blake's breaks update. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, we will also talk about our pickups from the national. We never got around to that, but there's some fun stuff that Mike picked up. I got a few uh, sport and non-sport things. And then we do have our Gary V interview from the national, which here, let me go ahead and preface that Gary V interview. Here's what you can expect. First off, you're going to hear me give one of the worst stuttering questions ever for the, the start of the interview. Uh, then we're going to talk about V friends for a minute, but then Mike's going to come in. I, I, I had one question that kind of segued Mike into take over the rest of that interview because I knew how much he was wanting to, I mean, the word confront doesn't need to be, uh, as aggressive as it sounds, but confront Gary about, you know, his status in the hobby. I thought you did a really good job. And I think Gary even really appreciated you guys will be able to hear for yourselves how that went. But overall, I, I really appreciated the response that he gave and just you for asking the question. Cause I knew, I knew at the same time, that's probably going to be one of those things where 
you say beforehand you're going to say something. And I honestly was like 50-50 if you were going to You were not 50-50. You were 100%. I Here's told deal, you. It's happening in person, so I already know this isn't going to happen. So I'm not worried about it. That's what I told it. you. I Multiple told you times. that. But in honestly, my head, I, don't, I could I, see you happening. I honestly, out of spite of you, I was like, the second he goes to shake my hand, I'm going to punch him. <laughs> Nothing to do with Gary. Okay. Just out of spite for you. First off, we also have to talk about your threatening comments about Gary. Oh, he do you want to comment about that? Joke. Yeah, we posted a picture, and somebody was like, oh, I didn't really, I didn't realize, uh, what do you say? I didn't realize. Somebody said I didn't realize he was your height. I said he is, but here's the good news: he's a little fella, so I could break him in half if needed. LOL. Gary, did res- you say LOL? I don't remember the LOL. Hard to say. I don't know if there was an Gary, LOL. Gary, re- when you're sarcastic, you don't put LOL. <laughs> no, not in type. Gary People need responded. To know. Gary responded like five or six comments on that. I know. I enjoyed talking to the guy. I, I actually did. Out of spite to you, though, I wanted to really ruin some stuff. But I, I jumped in there to try and quell the uh, storm that I was afraid was going to happen. Here's, but. A fu- here's a fun text I just got from somebody who works for one of the companies we were just talking about. Okay. Fools acting like Ruben's never been sued. We have like 200 o- lawyers in our office. I like how you just hinted at like one of the companies. <laughs> like you're not about to say it's someone from Fanatics. That's interesting. Okay. That's kind of um, funny. I have a bunch of people I talk to over there. I've done a decent job of not ruining relationships recently. Well, there were a bunch of, by the way, there were a bunch of lawyers at the national that was pointed out too in the upper offices. Wait, what do you mean? Just like, like meeting with the fanatics team and all this. So, so, I mean, it sounds like they knew this was coming. Oh, I'm sure that probably was. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say the Gary V thing could be pointed to as a difference of ruining relationships. I'm hoping you just said he he was super thankful and how he did it. You, that was when you did the interview. I'm saying when you made the comments on Facebook that he then responded to. He's after a New York it. guy. If you can't take a comment on Facebook, I can't do anything. I will for say you. he did come back in and say that you were chubby and short, and that's just how you are, which I think yeah, made up for Chubby, short, it. and aggressive. That's, I think that made up for it. That's a mention. The guy weighs 90 pounds. Like, it's, it's just a fact. It, it, if you notice one of those photos, he is standing on his tiptoes when he's got his arm around me, which I did. I didn't I, really notice I, in the moment, but I guess he is a little bit shorter. I warned him. I was like, bro, you're about, he, he, I will say he took that like a champ. He was like, hey, come in for the picture. As soon as he raised his arms, I was like, you may want to just, it's a sweaty back. And he's like, I don't care. No, yeah. He and then didn't he mind. like really burrowed in. He did disappear after that. I'm wondering if he went and showered. But oh, that's not his Purell fault. was his best friend right after Ugh. that. Um, so that's what you, you got to look forward to. Did we um, just play that right now then? We just typed it and we're just going to hit the. It's already recorded. Do you want to just jump right into it and then we'll do national pickups? Yeah, who cares? So here's the interview okay. with Gary V. We'll play that. We'll come back. All right, sure. All right. Sports Cards Nonsense Nation. We are here at the National with Gary V. Gary, thank you so much for having us. How is it setting up uh, this kind of a setup, V Friends? Because this is one of the most professional setups here. What, what all did you guys have planned for this event this week? Look, this is one of my favorite events in the world, you know, growing up and now in my professional career. And so we, we really wanted to build out proper. This is, you know, an activation we'd like to replicate at the comic cons, at the complex cons. Like, I'm on a mission to build this intellectual property. Sure. And, you know, that's very nice of you, and I appreciate it. We've been getting great feedback on the build out. We're proud of it. You know, and uh, we're, put it, we're putting our money where our mouth is. We want to really build this. Well, speaking of, like, you guys are doing a partnership. It's now been announced. I guess we can officially talk about it with Fanatics Live. What does that look like? Look, I think breaking is entertainment. Yeah. Breaking is opportunity to build awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of people will have fun with it. And so we're making a very serious production uh, commitment to putting out great content and creating unique events for the industry on this. And so um, we think it's a big platform. We believe in Fanatics. I know Michael Rubin very well and I've known him for a long time and believe in his vision and the team's vision. And um, 
you know, we're really excited about it and uh, very focused on trying to find new ways to bring new values into breaking, which I think, you know, there's so many great breakers out there. Yeah. Uh, I feel confident about uh, production and social content and live and all that. And so I, I think we'll have a nice run at it. So you are doing a live break with Ruben on the stage here later today, right? That's right. In about 45 minutes or so, we'll be over there in Fanatics Live. Uh, opening up Series 1 Be Friends box, which kind of goes for like 5, 6K a box right now. Oh, trust us. We know. We have one. <laughs> An unopened I was one. just informed about that. Yeah, are you talking on a podcast? I guess I'm a half owner of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Regretting that he did. Now no, I, I, he totally forgot. I should have never said a word. Uh, I love that's it. My fault. Um, so, what's the future for V Friends? You know, I think, and you guys know this, you're in it. I think I've done it. I'm happy with what I decided to do last year, which is actually stay quiet about it. Okay. I yeah. thought it was important to let it happen organically. So the group that's into it has been adding people into it, mm -hmm. and it's been happening. Okay. About three, four months ago, we're like, you know what? It's now got a stable base yeah. organically. Mm -hmm. Like literally, I've said nothing about it for a year. Yeah. Uh, and now we're introducing the game because, as you see at the bottom of the cards, so. Oh, this is like a TCG for this is, the this, friends. This is a TCG, and it's actually I know you guys are filming, but let's just improv here. It's being played right here, right now, right? So the game is a game. We have a, a fir our first beta tournament okay. uh, tomorrow night with about 55 players. So w we went out, I did something smart, which I sometimes don't. I went out and got real fucking experts to develop a real game. They blew me away with it. It's got a big, heavy poker dynamic, which I think is gonna keep people interested. And we're excited about it, we're unveiling it. We expect that to be another big reason. It's gonna, we've already seen on eBay it changing the collectability and the, which characters are popping based on their scores down here on Aura, Skill, and Stanima. So okay. we're gonna keep focusing on building out the game. We're gonna continue to take a very organic approach. Of course I'll be talking about it here and there, yeah. but you guys have known of me long enough to know like, I promote some things and I don't promote other things. VaynerX has 2,000 employees as a yeah. potential half a billion dollar in revenue company next couple of years. I never talk about that. Okay. With VFriends, I know it's happening organically, so I don't wanna push it too much because then you have ups and downs. Let it keep building. So what's next? More of the same, okay. which is organic growth, but introducing it more to more and more people. And I predict, and I hope, that next two, three, four, five years, people are like, wait a minute. This is in that kind of, you know, Magic the Gathering, you know, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. I know these are monster big brands. Sure. I don't say that lightly, but that is the ambition. Well, you so, got a dream that it's going to be that big, right? And you got to strategize for it to be that big. So obviously, we're at a place where this is not just, you know, TCG. It's cards, right? Sports cards. You obviously were Obsessed. really big into that for a long time. And, you know, I think there's a, a question that a lot of guys ask is, you know, is Gary even still into it because we I just, heard I just Yeah, because everyone said I shouldn't talk about everything I buy, so I don't talk now. Oh, I, okay. I, like, how do you win this game? I, I agree. Get, how do I win this game? Yeah. I buy, I say what I bought, I'm a piece of shit, I'm pumping. <laughs> I buy, I don't talk, and what the f*** you left? Well, let me give you the real truth. I bought uh, Ronaldo, let me just, here's transparency. I'm the one who bought the Heritage Ronaldo Mega Cracks for 86K, that was me. Oh, wow. I'm the one who's buying up all the Aaron Rodgers contender PSA 10s, there's 38 of them, that's me. I'm buying, I just don't know what the hobby wants from me. <laughs> I buy and I talk, I'm the worst. I buy and I don't talk, I'm the worst. Like, what the f do you want me to do? You're stuck in a precarious spot. No, so what the f 
So by the way, my life is my life is better doing it this way. Sure. I'm buying. I'm yeah. buying, and I don't have to deal with people making a about me. Well, you're such a fun personality. It's almost like I like to hear what you are buying. Like I don't. I as a. And by the way, when I was saying what I was buying, to just remind you, and I know you guys keep it fair. I was also saying every time, please don't buy what I'm buying. Sure. I'm wrong all the time. I bought a thousand Todd Van Poppels. I bought a ton of Harold Miner. Like don't. I have a million Kevin Knox rookie cards under here. Like <laughs> don't buy what I'm buying. Okay. Yeah. I'll be because I was one of the critics, right? I've been very outspoken about. I, I'm good with whatever. I guess to me it was the inconsistency. Though. Go ahead. I, like I. Five years ago, yeah. you took me because your thing was like, hey, you do what you do, yeah. nobody sidetracks you, go yes. after it. And that yes. was me. Like, right, I love that. From nothing, I was like, cool, like this, yeah. this dude, and you're my height, which I yeah. like that. But I was like, cool. And then I started hearing, like, well, people are complaining. I was like, right, but Gary V five years ago, I'm like, screw you. I don't care that you're complaining. I'm doing me. I love you for that. So I, I get what you're saying. No, by the way, I love you for that. That's a great call. Honest, honestly, I don't want it to hurt other people. Sure. I, That's fair. Good news. I don't give a yeah, you're, you're, Nothing's changed. 1%. It's not even one percent. You're gonna love this. It's not where where I am financially. I didn't give a f when I made forty thousand dollars a year. It's like I, I had great parenting. I came from nothing. When you can come from nothing, you're not worried about some guy saying you suck. Right. So to your point, you're right. My point was, if I kept doing it, people, I could say it a hundred times, don't buy what I buy. buy they buy what they, what they say, and then what if they lose? I don't need that on my head. Yeah. Fair so, what, you know, I had never, yeah, I didn't, I've experienced people doing that before, and I don't want anything, I want everything good for everybody. Sure. This hobby makes me laugh. Everybody here thinks they're cool. They act like a bunch of 80-year-old women gossiping about each other 24-7. <laughs> this whole room is filled with a bunch of young dude yentas. That may be the Why Mind your own f***ing business and be a nice person. How about that? Okay, I got one last question. How about that? Yeah, I, I'm fine. Like, you want to collect Steph Curry, Mazel Tov. You want to collect rookie quarterbacks? You want to connect? You want to collect Mac Jones? Knock yourself out. I think he sucks. Knock yourself out. The Patriots. Donkey, yeah, donkey jets. We're gonna use about a quarter of this audience. No, it's Just a beep last, it. last beep it, boys. Beep it. Yeah. Oh, they're they'll believe it. The question. Are you guys that corporate? Oh, we you're just, so we, corporate. We like to keep it family. You guys friendly. are so corporate. Oh, family friendly. Family yeah, friendly. Yeah, that's yeah. the family only friendly. thing. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> a, that's a nice way to say it. Okay, I, I have one last question. Future of the hobby. What are you thinking? Like the same as it's always been. This hobby is forever. Okay. This is not, will, we're not a will, junk wax. This, this is not a. Oh, I don't. Thing. Of course, there's ju- micro junk wax. Okay. I think every. Do you understand that if every rookie and second-year quarterback turned out to be Matt Ryan and Drew Brees, that would be the greatest thing that ever happened to them, and nobody gives a f- about those cards? Yeah, okay. All of it's junk era. Because it's so impossible to be that 1%. All right. You see where I'm going? Yeah, yeah. But the hobby is incredibly healthy. Look at what's going on here. The economy's not that great. Busiest show ever. We went yeah. up, and then we went down. Mm-hmm. We're stable. It's an incredible forever asset class because sports is one of the most interesting things in the world. IP, like superheroes and characters, one of the most interesting things in the world. It's how people work. It's called storytelling, like religion. It's storytelling. Yeah. It's forever. And so the hobby will be here forever. Do I predict in 13 years that half the people at this show will be here? Sure I do. That could happen. Do I predict that it can be five times bigger? That can also happen. But what I can tell you is this show 
played besides COVID every year. There were people here, the OGs. There were people like me that did it for 10 years, then grew up and did other things and then came back to it. This is a a hobby and an asset class. It's just that 99% of things won't go up long term. Short term, Justin Fields throws for 500 yards week one, watch. Victor drops 50 opening night, watch the hysteria. Scoot drops 35 six times. You know, like, we know the short term, but the long term is forever. Gary, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you putting your hand on me. I don't care about the rest. Uh, no, honestly. That's a, that's a sweaty bag. I apologize. I'm not scared I sweating on you, but this has been this has been great. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you for the thoughts on the hobby. Be friends. Check it out if you guys haven't already. Obviously, the TCG. Thank you, man. It's good to and, see you. Uh, yeah, wish you all the best, man. Thank you again. Cheering for you guys. Thanks, Gary. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, I mean, here's here's a tough thing. I didn't get to listen to it because this has already been recorded. And I don't remember all of it off the top of my head. I listened to it last night as I was bleeping out a lot of things for the YouTube video. Yeah, one thing that was, I do remember the one thing. When you were like, hey, just like easy with the language. He was like, are you guys that corporate? Oh, yeah. Like, just to be clear. It is. This is a family-friendly show. We want this to be, we're family guys. We want it to be able to be enjoyed by everybody. What are you doing over there? Wrapping somewhere in your hand. I was still. moving my headphones so I get my cards ready for the next segment, and What's the cord, uh, I dropped the, one. The headphone cord. I got headphones in here. Um, okay. Here's here. Let me tell you. He answered questions though. I did. That's the only he commentary. Answered questions, and he complimented you for asking it because you did say at one point that you were, you know, you you were not apologetic for asking the question, but not. you were apologetic for if it sounded aggressive uh, or to come across aggressive. I guess. Oh, I did. I said I apologize for that. Well, you said in no uncertain terms that you weren't trying to be a jerk, but it, you know the the, oh. the northeastern like, hey, I'm not trying to be, a, I'm not trying to bust you gobble ghouls over here, but I did want to ask you a question. That's how you sounded, and then he came back and responded, "No, you ain't busting my gobs." And then you guys had a great conversation. I hate everything about what you are. <laughs> uh, that was the point. You, I guess you saw. Yeah, I'm not apologizing for what I said. I even yeah. told him openly. I, I don't know if this got picked up or not because I took the microphone off like a moron. I told him openly, like, I have been 
very critical. Which he even uh, he commented, "Oh, I didn't know you were. You, I didn't know you had critical statements." Not a listener of the show, apparently. <laughs> but that's okay. We may have called him. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we. Uh, but uh, to his credit, I was surprised we got past the first level because I thought as soon as the V Friends talk was done, it was just going to be like, "All right, we got no time. We're good." We stayed for a few minutes after that. So exactly. That was at, you that can color. hate him, and it wasn't like they wanted us to be able to share that because they're the ones who gave us the audio. Because Mike took his, like you said, microphone off. They came back and were like, "Hey, uh, after we reached out, like, yeah, you can have the the audio because they were recording him the whole time." So, so here is my overall, and then we'll be done. I don't with think. This. Why does anyone? Why do you? But, did you hate him at one point? I never had. I think there may have been times where I was irritated uh, at what he no, did. I, but, I, hate is a strong word. I I hate what he represented though of one of these guys with a huge microphone coming oh, into see. a space. Hey, everything's a goodbye, even on the show. And we were doing that back in the day too. So I get it. Yes. But my whole point in the interview too, was like, I get it. Like people are criticizing what you do, what you say, what you buy, whatever. Since when do like people like that, listen to critics on social media and stop doing. So that was my, that was my only issue. And I but didn't he comments on that. Yeah, he did. And, yeah, and again, I, I thought we got some real answers out of him, which I was happy to, we invite him back on the podcast. I, honestly, my overall conclusion at the end of the day, though, I still don't like that. He ghosted for as long as he did. I don't like that. He has this massive presence back at the show and it's about something non-sports cards, but I don't care. He well, answered the yeah. questions I had. He is promoting his new business. He's going to do his thing. He's and, got a finger. He's got fingers in lots yeah, of pies. There's nothing wrong with that. If nothing else, I don't care what you think of him anymore. Uh, he answered the question, which I, I will tell you right now: nine out of ten people don't do that, especially in this space. Or they would have like you know tiptoed around it and not given a real answer. Well, he he did, gave a he, real he, answer. He did a little bit at first. He tiptoed, but then he actually got into some information. So I don't care. Well, like him, hate him. It doesn't matter to me. That is my overall conclusion. He, I got to ask the questions I wanted to ask. And you stayed out of the way of that, which yeah. I thought you did a good job of, because I did think you were going to try to water it down. I was like, man, I just want to. No, so I, I, yeah, I, I thought it went well. I thought you would. You always tip. Well, you typically handle yourself very well in those situations. Like, and I wouldn't step in unless I thought either you needed backup or if I thought we might be ruining a relationship. But that's very rare for any of those things to actually happen in person. Um, the, the thing that I do appreciate in that interview that we're going to clip up for probably social media, just cause it'll be great content. Uh, he does mention what he is buying, which he hasn't talked about that for a long time. So it is kind of cool. Um, agreed. All right. So I think probably one of our last little updates from the national is what we purchased yours. You were very active, very, uh, I don't know. You were there very early, almost every single day, weren't you? Got there when it opened every day before it got hot and sweaty. That, and that, he, when he says when it opened, he's not saying for when it opened for the public. He was there like, yeah, 815. I think it didn't even open that early. I think it opened well, the at 830. Well, one day I did a for, Jesse. I just walked in. Oh, you just. No one said a word to me. I've been doing that recently. Like what Jesse does. It feels does. good, doesn't it? I got free lunches two days. I just, <laughs> I literally just started acting like Jesse. I don't give a crap about nothing. Oh, can we also talk about the Ludex, like putting the thing on the tab? We already talked about it. Well, we never talked about the update where after you said that on the pod, the next day, someone listened to it on oh, Thursday. Matt. Yeah, I'm in line getting some food. And the guy oh, behind me is just Matt. like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. Okay. I was like, how did you know his name? Um, but anyways, I'm getting in line and he's like talking to me about the pod. He knew who we were. And he's like, so are you going to do the thing that Mike said? Or are you going to tell him to put it on the Ludex tab? And I'm just like, 
Well, I was until you, I, someone who actually knew what was happening called me out for it. But so. then you did put on the tab, right? Hey, see, again, I this, knew, these I knew are you the did. parts that I you don't understand. You That's not the Jesse move. If oh, you want to pull the I Jesse move, what you don't do is I then call it. yourself out for it. Oh my God, that's the opposite of what oh, you do. I love it. Good I was you. <laughs> You're such a. Hey, what'd you get at the national, bud? Uh, a, bunch of, a bunch of free food. Yeah. That's one thing. <laughs> Good grief. All right. I All did. Right. So I made a couple. Uh, let me go through. I got some pictures. I took some pics. Just uh, to make it. A- did you get the did you get the one, the gift that I gave you? Did you get that in there? No, <laughs> I didn't I didn't take any pictures of K-pop cards. Sorry. I got my I appreciate K-pop card. What'd you spend on that thing? How much is too much in your eyes? Anything more than Anything. a fin. It was a fifsky. Don't you worry. Wait, what? Yeah, it was a fifsky. A five dollar. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. A fifsky is not a five. It doesn't matter. It's not a real thing, apparently. Apparently, I'm, I'm, apparently I'm in the call, wrong. No, no, stop right now. We're doing this right now. And you're going to hate it. I don't care. Call my father right now. Because this is where it comes from. The language of Geo, the Northeast, that you've tried to in, uh, imitate, and it just comes off as an embarrassing play. If I don't you care don't want to hear this and you want to hear about the cards. No, 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 no. shut up. No, no, no. This is going to be better than anything we've ever said. <laughs> My dad is going to educate the masses on what you call. Is this going to be over the. Yeah. Good. We're putting this to bed right now. I don't want you to say a thing, by the way. He, he's going to know I'm there because he's my number. I, don't, I know him. he's going to know you. I okay. just don't need you to speak. It's fine. Just do it. You just just come along for the ride. It's good. It's fine. It's ringing. He's probably painting an apartment right now. He knows when it's you. It's important. Yeah, he Plus, know- he know- actually, he knows the schedule of this podcast better than me. He probably knows we're on air, hoping to get on the show. I swear if he doesn't answer, I'm jacking up the rent. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Carlos, you might have to cut no, some you don't, rings. No, 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 no. Too no. many rings. The people- this, is, this isn't good, by the way. This He's many rings answering. for an old guy? That was it. Oh, God. Wait, was it? You've reached Geo's. No. Oh, that was it. We've reached Geo's cell. I like how he even refers to himself as Geo. I don't care for that. Um, <laughs> anyways, if he calls back, we are having that discussion on there because it has to be put to bed. Apparently, um, Fifsky, Fifsky is not how oh, you say that. Please so stop. anyways, I you spent are... $5 on your K-pop card. Uh, you're welcome, by the way. It was awesome. I got it from uh, the great curator. He had a whole... Oh, he was one your of the, buddy Danny. He was one of the very few people who had... We didn't talk about this on the Monday show either. N- I always forget when you go to the national, do not go there in expectation that you're going to find a ton of non-sports stuff. There are sections and there, every booth will have like a couple, but as far as a booth that has like a big selection, very, very few and far between, but he did. And it was cool. I got myself one. I got Mike one to start our collections for our BTS uh, K-pop group. So there you go. All right, what did you get? Actual sports cards. All right, first pickup of the show. We'll do this quick. I know some people don't care because it's not visuals. I, I <laughs> spent like, some time. Go back to calling your dad and getting it, the phone I told, to ring. I text him. I was like, call him back. Oh, he's calling me right now. Oh, perfect. Dang it. Pick it up. God. This the amount perfect. of time being spent. Just, I hope Bill's not listening. I hope Bill is listening. Please. Bill, dad. What? Papa? Yeah. Hey. What's up? Listen, what, what do you call a $5 bill? A fin. A fin. A finsky. A fin. Yeah. A finsky, oh, not a fifsky, you dummy. He said, what do you call a $10 bill? A sawbuck. How about a 20? A double sawbuck. All right. Last two, a 50 and a 100. A 50, a, a, a 100 is a C note. I don't know. What's a, what's a 50? Is it a 50? It's a, probably a fifsky. Yeah, I don't know about a 50. Exactly. I know. <laughs> we got Uncle Russ here, too. Oh, this is great. The whole family's on the pod today. All right. But a $5 yeah. bill, first thing it's that comes fin. to your mind, a fin. 
Right. Finn, Sawbuck, double Sawbuck, Dino. Or Fifsky. I think Fifsky has a name. All right. Thank you. And you agree, Fifsky, right? Fifsky? Half a Dino. <laughs> All right. Love you, bye. Bye, Gio. Love you, too, bye. Bye. There you go. See, Russ agreed, by the way. That's double confirmation from both people who are more Boston than me, you, or Bill will ever be. I guess we'll never know is the real answer. All sure. right. So what else did you get? Back to those pickups, though. <laughs> God. Carlos is cringing. I guarantee Why? it. Why? Here's the thing. We're different. At least we have fun on here. I Some agree. of these freaking drips do nothing but talk about stats, little nerds all day. And cards, idiots. Oh, yeah, that's riveting. <laughs> oh, let's talk about cardboard for 72 minutes. Okay, I spent, the first thing I did, I tried oh. to be true to form. Yep. I was like, I'm going to the fin box and below. Actually, it was, t- it was t- <laughs> the sawbuck box. The half fin. The half, the double half fin, a, I'm half sorry. Half a fisky do- sawbuck. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it was, everything was 10 bucks and below. And then there were, he's like, a couple of these snuck in there a little bit more, but whatever, I'll work with you. Okay. I got, I don't know if any of these are, oh, a couple 2006, very quick, like mid to early 2000s, 2004 to 2006, Topps Chrome Refractors, got some uh, Ladanian Tomlinson's, a couple Brett Favre Refractor inserts, an Elway, a couple of uh, Randy Moss, also got a really cool, I don't even know why I did this, I just, I like these cards because I don't remember it, I forgot Ed Reed, who was in my opinion, the best safety I ever saw was he came up with Ray Lewis. You know that name oh, at all? I know Ray Lewis, okay. but the other name. He played for the Ravens. Okay. Ed, Ed, Ed Reed to me is the greatest safety of all time. I forgot he ended his career with Houston. He was there for a couple of years too. I just totally forgot about that. It was like a $3 refractor from old tops Chrome. I bought it. I'm grading them all. Cause I think they're cool. Same thing. I forgot Randy Moss went to the Niners at the end of his career. Uh, just totally overlooked it. Oh yeah. Then okay. there were some really cool cards. Like I think it's the year 2000, the finest moments. It's a horizontal insert set. It's a refractor of Joe Montana. I thought it was awesome. Topps Chrome Gunslingers was a really cool insert set back in the day. I uh, got an Elway refractor. And then there's one of the quad cards. It's like, uh, oh man, I'm trying to think of who it is. It's it's on one side, it's Steve Young and Kerry Collins. On the other side, I think it might be Dan Marino and Mark Brunel. Just random. What me? Oh, that that was not like personal though. That was no, for, no, just a dual side. Oh, I used okay. to. It's out of Bowman's best. Uh, it's a. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's. It might be fine. It's Bowman's best. Whatever. It was an atomic refractor. So I got like a hand, ten or fifteen of cards like that. I sent them all to SGC to grade. I just think they're really cool cards. You don't see all the time. It cost me like sixty or seventy bucks for the whole lot. I was very excited to pick it up. Oh, I just thought awesome. they were cool. Okay. Um, other things I focused on too. Aaron Rodgers. I picked up three or four Aaron Rodgers PSA ten and rookies. Why did you get Aaron Rodgers? Do you recall? Remember that was what Gary V said, said he was buying. Well, I had already done this, but okay. Oh, I thought that was. I don't remember. Remember because we were walking around and no, I bought these first. So this was this is from Thursday. Oh, that's from we Thursday. didn't interview okay. him until Saturday. Uh, Friday. Friday? Yep. Okay. I just think Aaron Rodgers is, he's already at a low, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play good for the Jets. Okay. I just, that's a talented team. But some PSA 10 lower tier stuff, though. Nothing over $400 for a PSA 10 of his rookie stuff. That way, even if it spikes, they're not going to be thousands and thousands of dollars difficult to move. Okay. Um, Cal Ripken's another guy. I got two or three Cal Ripken autos for like 60 bucks a piece, which is weird. Again, is that a name you know? Cal Ripken? Of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting how cheap his market is in a lot of respects. Tyrkin um, Jr.? Correct. Okay. Yeah, nothing senior we don't really care about. Okay. Um, I got another cool card from SP Authentic. It was like 50 bucks. The top is an, is the number nine, a, a cutout, and has a game-used piece of jersey of Ted Williams, number oh, nine. Oh, nice. Okay. And the bottom number 30, a dual piece of Ken Griffey Jr. I thought that was a pretty cool card. Um, and then a couple like really high-end, flawless Griffey autos. Um a number of cards like that. Like, I think I got three flawless Griffies. The two big boys, though, after that, 
So with Nate Burns Grand Slam collectibles, he had the 2000. It was 2000. It was the SPX. So it was numbered to 1350. BGS 9.5 Gem Mint Tom Brady rookie. I traded my Elway Manning Brady dual uh, triple auto from Triple Threads, and I added 1500 cash. So I basically got into that card for 5000 which is the lowest it's been. This card, when we were looking it up, has been like thirteen to 16000 the last year and a half. I was going to say, wasn't it like a big drop? From and, the that was my, okay. and that was my whole point going in. I was like, dude, some of these have dropped so hard. And I, my plan is to keep those anyways or to upgrade on Brady's. But I was like, this just makes sense. Why, why wouldn't I? So yeah. I, I got that. Okay. The other massive trade, the by far the biggest, I got a Brady 8.5 uh, card, 10 auto. So 8.5, 10 contenders rookie auto. Same thing. That card's only doing... With, now, this one has crazy high subs. I actually am thinking about sending this to SGC or PSA to see if it'll cross to a 910. It's an 8510 with three 85 subgrades and a 10. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm very tempted to try a graded card review and see what happens. Uh, I traded into that. Again, those cards are going 18 to 19,000. With subs like that, it's kind of 20 to 21. And so I traded about $22,000 worth of stuff for it. I gave him a little bit of premium because I was trading into it. How so much I, cash was that? 10000 even cash. 10000 cash. I gave up my Brady uh, Showcase rookie that was an 8.5. It's doing a little over three. Okay. I gave up my Brady SP rookie that mm-hmm. was 0.5 away from being a 9.5. So it's a BGS 9, but almost a 9.5. Uh, that's doing like 7,500-ish. And then the Brady Gold Reserve nine five rookie. So the Brady you got, you said is an eight five now. Eight five ten. Eight five ten. If it goes to a nine, what kind of value difference is that? Do you know an SGC nine? Uh, Did you happen to look? I was just curious. No. Okay. I'm curious too if there's any SGCs at that. Yeah, I would imagine old that's school football be rare. like that. I don't think there's many SGC holders. Okay. But I bet it's a massive. I mean, it's it's a big card. Like uh, I said, it's worth a little over twenty now. If it goes to a, if it were to go to a PSA nine with a ten auto, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's probably like thirty five to forty. I, just off the top of my head, guessing thirty five to forty is what the total value would be, or that's the increase. No, no, that would be okay. the new value. So I think it would just okay. about double. Because to put in perspective, a PSA six with an auto grade of nine is doing fifteen thousand. This would be a nine ten. Yeah. Okay. That could be a huge card. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Might have to do a little more research on that one. Um, I, I assume you have some other pickups or is that it? I think that was, that was about it, one. yeah. Okay, I've got and a I few. Di- I didn't get to do my thing with the grading because SGC was slammed. Like, I, Well, so I was going to mention bad. that because I got a call from Peter yesterday just talking about uh, what all happened at the National. And uh, the bottom line is. What do you mean what all happened? Like, Well, just like how the National went oh, for oh, them. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, okay. and things they've got coming up. But. Um, we talked for a little bit, in fact, about a, co- a few different things, but the the national was a huge success. I guess they hadn't been at the national for the last at least couple years or, or more well, as far as there, doing grading. Right. Like they're always there, grades. but actual slab incorrect. Because yep. there was somebody, uh, I saw this um, on Card Letter earlier, There, I was looking up the Wimby, the Panini Wimby cards, the actual ones in uni- pro uniforms. Oh, from the Panini. Uh, uh, the national packs. Yep. And someone must have opened a pack there on, I don't know when they opened it, but on Sunday, they sold it already graded by SGC. So they must have walked it over to SGC, gotten it graded because the majority of them were almost all returned same day. 
uh, with the grades, and they already sold it on, I guess, on eBay for like fifteen hundred dollars. Tim pulled that card raw, sold it for a thousand bucks at the show. That's insane. Yep. Confirmed thousand dollars. That's oh, I'm sorry, it didn't sell for fifteen. It sold for twenty five hundred as a, as a nine five. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, they they did great. They were uh line every time I walked by there. Um. They did say that they got eleven. I think it was like eleven new mantles. And that they're grading 1952 mantles. Yep. I thought it was 53. Is it 52? 52 yeah, 52. Um, they also went over a couple other things. So the gem rate numbers came out recently and gem rate I is. met that guy. Oh, you actually met him in person? Yeah. What the heck's his name? Kevin? Ryan? Yes. Felipe? Something like that. But anyways. One of the three. Uh, I think Felipe for sure. Uh, he's a great guy when we had him on the, the call, but. I do want to have him again just because his data is so good and he talks uh, so well on a podcast. He he talked good. He talked good, so good. The Gemrate data shows how, essentially at this point, is there a question if Beckett is still number two or not? Like to you, in your mind, I'm no. just curious because I was looking at it. He was I sharing mean, I, the numbers with me. I, I, the numbers are not close anymore. Well, that's the thing. Not it the was, number of cards graded, even like resale. Like you can say what you want. In general, most modern stuff is pretty close. Yeah, SGC's dominating in in new baseball. It's definitely a little bit better. Vintage, it's a million times. I don't think it's that close. Like I think the sorry, I'm getting winded. No, no, no. I think the gap from PSA at one to SGC at two is a is a sizable gap. I think it is just as sizable, if not more, from SGC to BGS at two and three. Well, because I wanted to kind of press him a little bit about TG, uh, T, TCG to see, like you know, they are. I think they're like less than 1% of what PSA does in TCG yeah. SGC is. And I'm, which I believe, I mean, they're, yeah. but I, I started talking to him about it and that's when we got into the numbers a little bit. Cause he had obviously seen the gem rate stuff too. And he's saying, you know, that is actually one of the things that they love the most because they are double what like Beckett is doing as far as gr- cards graded in the month. Mm-hmm. And yet, they have almost no market share in TCG. They view it as all like upside potential at this point. Sure. So they are super happy about it, especially too, because like they're saying he was even commenting on how SGC's grading prices are high right now. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? Is, are we doing something? He's like, I'm not saying anything. He's just saying it's $24 to get a, a grade unless you go through our suburb Grand Slam Collectibles. If you go to grandslam.com and get it for $18, uh, but for 24 bucks, he's like, we have some wiggle room. So I don't know what that means, uh, but he did at least let us know that the tops Chrome 2023 is now a $9 special, which I don't think we uh, had a chance to mention. So anyways, that's your SGC update from Peter after that call. Um, I want to set up, I, I, I want to go down there and just try to get some of these cards crossed. We, that I Jordan. Mean, didn't didn't Jeff Wilson get like some kind of filming done at their place year? I don't know, two years ago. He did. I mean, then we'd have to be able to do it. Uh, the cards that I got were all nonsense, but I love them. Um, there are some Star Trek cards out there. I was not familiar with who makes this card. Uh, they have the rights, obviously, from CBS. I hadn't heard of this. It's uh, Rittenhouse Archives. Have you heard of this no. company at all? They somehow got the rights from CBS. You open a pack and there are literally four or five autos in a single pack. Now, granted, they're from characters that I'm guessing, unless you're a real big Trekkie, you're not going to know all of them. But there's definitely a number of them. You Give me a know. character name. 
uh, Romulan Admiral Mindak. <laughs> All right, how about this? Bruce Maddox. Bruce Maddox oh, was what? the one in the early episode who wanted to try and dis, uh, disassemble Data because he was like sentient or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. This I is actually- him. But that's what's amazing. He also, they put their like own little inscriptions on there. Yeah, he put like, this is what I do because no so, one remembers me. You know what it says on there? I work at Kroger now. He said, I'm going to disassemble data. All right. So that's. I'm going to bag some groceries. But uh, yeah, it, it's really cool. I, if you guys are at all Star Trek fans, those packs are awesome because. It wasn't everyone, but in some of them, there were literally five autos. Um, a, a fan uh, came up to me and gave uh, for the office Golden Face and oh, nice. uh, what is this? Recyclops mm-hmm. from the it office. Is? A couple of custom cards from Bam Geek. That was amazing. Uh, I already talked about the big sexy card that was very well loved. And then uh, Rico Sorce? Sorce. I butcher his name every single time. I finally Rico. got to- uh, just Rico got to meet him in person. He gave uh, some really cool Titans cards, like a Malik Willis patch. Well, actually, no, it's not a patch. It's a a football leather, uh, some Jersey Kings, and then some Derrick Henry numbered stuff. I mean, I don't know what I do to deserve that. I Rico, thank you. That was no, awesome. No, I mean, I don't, I don't either. <laughs> uh, and then I got an autographed. Uh, this is a PSA authentic. Uh, Joe Dante, I guess the director of Gremlins, uh, he gave me. Oh, from Morgan. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. from uh, our buddy Morgan, Funny, director of the, your buddy Morgan. I ain't get anything. <laughs> well, I did kind of just ask him for it, so he. I don't know. He probably felt bad for By me. By the way, I have a quick follow up because I, oh, I and then some Pokemon graded stuff ooh, that was giveaways. Tell me more. So. That's all. Tell me less. Okay. Uh, quick follow-up. I don't like to do this often because I, I like to just stand by what I say and just it just stands there. Oh. I got a lot of response on Instagram and Facebook in the last two or three days about the take on old people and the old dealers. And like, you guys are just placating to new people. And some of these guys get real passionate about it too. To be fair, we just, both got called out for that. That sure. wasn't just you. I just, just want you to know. Just to be, to restate the point though, because I think we have enough people in this industry and even listen to the show that take one little line out of context and just run with it. I stand entirely by what I said. Some of these old dudes who do not care about selling, I'm not saying it's not their right to do it. I am not against old people being at shows and I'm not against vintage dealers or other dealers. I just think there is way, there are way too many booths at the national that are just cluttered with crap and people are just doing it to hang out. It's their right. Good for you. I still think it's miserable. I think it just drags the show down. The other thing too, this whole nonsense plea of like a thousand bucks off for your table in Atlantic city I think is such a sham. Have it in a real city where you will get way more traffic. The amount of people who have already said they're going to use their pass, meaning they can stay on the list and in the queue for a table. Did we you ever can talk use the, about that? Like I don't know if we works. ever did. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. So apparently, you know, you're grandfathered in your tier one, tier two, tier three, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you have more seniority, you're, you're allowed to use a pass. So I set up every year. I have a guaranteed table. This year I'm taking a pass, but the following year I will be back in line. You don't lose your spot. Correct. I don't know if you change tiers, but you don't lose your spot entirely. Okay. At least six dealers that I talked to said they're using their pass if it goes to Atlantic City. I mean, but again, now people hear, oh, the six dealers out of 700. Right. Six dealers that I know. Is yeah. that just a prevalent attitude? I, I, I just, this thought of like, well, $1,000 is a lot of money. Nobody's saying it isn't. But if I can sell way more product because I have a much more, uh, you know, conducive atmosphere to being at a show, to bring a family to a city they want to be like, yeah. be in like Chicago, Atlanta, whatever. 
that is just, that's worth way more money than a thousand dollars. That was the whole point I was trying to make the other day. Yeah. And I think the, the, the point too, is I made this to the guy who made the comment who used the word ageism was just, I thought that was this, great. This is, it's not a comment about old people. It's a old way of thinking in my mind, because that guy I mentioned uh, who had a sign up that said, you know, they didn't care what your sign or what your phone says. The price is the price. I looked at, I took a picture of that. Who's at that table. It was a guy probably in his sixties, a guy maybe in his forties and a guy definitely in his twenties. Oh, by it's the way, not they, like just they, because how old you are. No, no, it's no. Just, there are young people. I don't want to see because the other thing you see, and these are guys, I actually know a couple of guys who do this. They have three shadow boxes. Like they're probably two feet by two feet. Oh yeah. There's three of those on an eight foot table. So like nine total. And there's like four cards in each and they're all like a hundred thousand dollars. I don't need you at the show either. No, I don't think you're adding that? anything. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just like, you're taking up a whole space for someone that nobody, you're not, and you're not there to make deals. Whenever I see that too, the price is always so outrageous. Yeah. It's just like, you're just here to show off. I'm not saying they're not going to have it. By the way, none of this is going to change and they have the right to do it. I don't care about your rights. I know what your right is. My opinion is you're simply taking up space. I would rather see mom and pop, whatever, whether they're selling vintage Sell freaking beanie, baby. I don't care. What, but you are there to actually sell stuff and be interactive and be a part of what's going on. That was my point. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Can I we be great. done? I, we're done. Great I don't point. want to keep talking. Anymore. Oh, my goodness. We're not done. We have multiple other things we got to talk about. I don't care about. for your, your uppity <laughs> attitude today. It's not. A, no. Here's the problem. A real, you're lucky here's that the problem. got cut. I real smug. Oh, I'm not lucky I got cut. I, I would come out looking great. It's not a self-righteous no, thing. it was. It was a simple comment that gets in your head every time. Just a real self We do, we do have, have to do the Blake Martinez Do, do the Blake thing. So the Blake's breaks thing we have to talk about because uh, there's more evidence that's coming out. And so last time, I think I mentioned that there was question of whether or not he had shares of whatnot. There's a CNBC article that does specifically state that he is a owner of whatnot. So he is one. So he's of, invested. He is a, an invested owner of whatnot. Um, and so there was a post that has come out too, that he's basically, it doesn't look good. He, he's encouraging his guys. Well, let me just read it to you. It says, I'm sure many of you have seen some of the videos circulating about yesterday's stream with Snee. Snee's the person who basically snuck a pack off camera and put another pack in its place. Didn't even sneak it off, palmed it and made a switch like you see on a riverboat. That's the thing. She comes <laughs> out in a video. She comes out in a, another statement saying she was tired. She didn't mean to, but man, that's such a smooth switch that does not look to be an accident Oof. to me. So yep. um, anyways, the letter goes on to say, please do not. Blake wrote this. Uh, according, supposedly, this is the screenshot. It looks exactly like his account, but uh, it says, please do not address it yet on any live stream and just say you've been out or busy or don't know what they're talking about. So basically so telling them to lie. He is telling his streamers. What, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. I will be uploading a quick story with an explanation and then we can put it behind us. In the meantime, Snee, who he told uh, Rattle Pokemon was in a separate college thing. or something, right? He said she was not only leaving for college. Uh, he said in the live to everyone that she was not again. going to be uh, working with them. But he specifically told Rattle Pokemon in a DM message that she was fired. And he did say that she was fired because of what she did, at least blaming her in that sense. But in this, he goes on to say, in the meantime, Snee will be doing some behind-the-scenes work for us instead of breaks. 
So not fired, apparently. Still working there. And then the next... Oh, sorry. So it goes on, remember, we are whatnot, and we aren't going anywhere, and this should blow over in a week. If you're having trouble with anyone in your streams in the meantime, let the mods take care of it and stay positive throughout the show. I will handle anything that comes up with the whatnot team, but we will be fine. So does not look great. Well, then the pack thing was the next so update. The pack thing is the next update to go along with this. Again, thank you to Rattle Pokemon for putting out like multiple videos detailing all of this stuff. I, I, I do think that they're, are some details that may be more subjective, but one that's not that I could see with my own eyes. There is a pack that she rips. This is a totally separate incident, totally separate video. She's ripping the pack and you can see out the bottom of it, just in a one frame of it, there is space at the bottom as she opens it from the top, meaning that this pack had already been opened from the bottom. And all, of, and I will say that the video evidence is interesting because no matter if it's sitting on the table in her hand, if she's wagging it back and forth, you never, like, it's very skillful that the bottom of the pack never appears on the screen. Exactly. I don't care about Pokemon cards. What terrifies me about this is Blake has come out. And by the way, I will preface this like I have before. We reach out to him on socials. I reach out to my agent to see if he has a way to get a hold of him. Uh, our agent, excuse me. Uh, I'll tell you on the pod if any of his his you know, little minions and people getting these stupid messages from him are listening. Uh, Blake, you are more than welcome to come on and talk. Yeah, clarify if there's something we don't know. What's sad about this whole thing is what he said is probably true. In a week, it's going to blow over. And that's, that's my that's biggest the, fear, That's too. the world we live in. You can be a total scumbag, not really address anything, whine a little bit and make some, you know, fake apology. But because you're, you know, a pretty big name now and you're in big with the two big platforms, whatnot, and again, Fanatics Live. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. Here's the thing. We know Whatnot is not going to take any action, not going to vet this guy. It doesn't matter what you do over there. You could literally, you know, shoot people on the live over there and they'll just, you know, <laughs> knock some money off your fee. I would love nothing more, though, than to see somebody at Fanatics Live. I don't know if we can talk to Nick Bell about this or get an, an answer of who to talk to, who's in charge of the vetting. I would love to see them say, you know what? You're not coming on here now. Like, we're, we're the new trusted thing. You're going to meet all these criteria, which I like, by the way. Yes. And Nick was good answering the tough questions with us. What a perfect opportunity to step up and be like, you know what? We know you're a football player. Oh, by the way, played for the Giants. Let's not go crazy. Football player, practically <laughs> Pop Warner when he was playing. Um, but I, I would love it. Like, talk about a perfect way to come out. Like, you know what? We are Fanatics Live. We're going to be better and different than everybody else out there, and you're not allowed on here. Well, and I will that say— That would be amazing. Whatnot. At first, they did come out with that announcement saying like they hadn't seen anything that broke any of their rules. At this point, their account isn't suspended because they they've still when they've suspended other accounts in the past, it basically shows no upcoming streams. Right now, it still shows streams. There's one supposedly supposed to be happening right now. Uh, I've gone into the chat and there are people in there just bad mouthing them about what they've done, but definitely nothing happening for the last 24, maybe 48 hours on whatnot for their channel. Uh, that looks like it's a self-imposed thing. I don't think that maybe whatnot has said no. No, I think it just stay but, away from the noise for a couple of days. But into that point, you think back, remember like Bleacher Breaks, we tried to get them on. Uh, they had a, a similar scandal. They were doing something that was scamming their customers. A lot of noise. A lot of people came out and said, hey, mm -hmm. this happened to me. And you know what and happened to guess that? Guess what? They are still breaking, and, and they did the exact same thing that Blake is doing mm -hmm. right now. They just stay quiet. 
They just didn't say anything I, at as all. As much as I want to bash these, well, well, they came out and did an apology. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, as much as I want to bash the process and be like, you know what? Why don't you get in front of this and have a real conversation and sit down with somebody like us who's going to ask you? Yeah. If I'm on the other side of this, oh, yeah. it's make an apology, maybe throw a tear or two in there, just to you know make it look legit. Yep. And then just make sure your team falls in line and just go back to business. Yeah. Hide Who cares? Out. Go in a cave for like two a day? weeks. Not even not even two weeks. They're going to be live after. There's no way they're taking two weeks off. And I mean, then it doesn't matter. So, so this was the whole thing. Again, my whole, uh, if I was going to be on the entirely optimistic side of fanatics, right? The whole monopoly, we've talked about the scare of a monopoly and, and how it could be damning. But if fanatics is going to actually come in here and hold these people accountable and say, you know what? We're not going to give you access to our platform. Then that's a good thing. I don't know if that's going to happen. I would love to see something like that. Just like, I'd hey, just be shocked. I make mean, we, an example. Yeah. I mean, we know what that's not going to do it. Like, and, and again, to their credit, like, good, you know what? I, as much as I hate that, I'm also like, yeah, what not's about making revenue? It's a corporation. It's a great business. Like, say what yeah. you want about it. They run the business effectively. If only there was a place where you could break live with people who actually cared about the hobby. <clears throat> yeah, I know. It's a good plug for us. I, I don't want to just drop these plugs. But but at the same time, I also know people who have a huge following like that would never come to Card Shop Live. Ever. Because yeah. if this ever happened, I don't care how much money. I'm going to lose my mind. You will answer phone calls. And you're just going to get ripped apart. Yeah, that's it's honestly gotten to the point where I don't like doing deals or breaks with anyone that I couldn't actually reach out to personally. That the thing when I mentioned Kevin over at roundinguptcg.com, like on the last episode, I talked to him about this because I personally get my stuff from him. He has an account on Card Shop Live. I know how to get a hold of him and he has allocation. So it's like, okay, I can trust this person. I don't know any of these other people. And at this point, I've gotten so like someone reached out to us too and said, there are just about 10,000 breakers on whatnot right now, over 12,000 TCG breakers on whatnot. That is not something that could be actively monitored for any kind of security to their customers. At this point in time, with those kinds of numbers, you are entering what I am deeming a junk seller era where there's just so oh, like many like proclamation. Era. There are so many sellers that they're you're doing a disservice to both the customer and the person. They are going to become more desperate to sell product in desperation breeds greed and conniving attitudes. They're going to do things that are going to be not above board to try and make enough money to where they don't have to go out and get a real life job. Not to say that breaking is not a real life job. The ultimate issue I find with this is that junk sellers are going to hurt this hobby more than I think junk wax will. Because if there's products, great. But if I can't trust that I'm going to get that product, who cares? I may still be into the hobby, but if I get burned because someone stole my money and it happened where the corporation behind it didn't care enough to help me or help their future customers, then where am I going to ever encourage my kid or my friends to also join that hobby too? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a good sign. It just, and again, we're going to forget about it and move on. I just time and time again, it happens and there's just no repercussions. It's a weird thing. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we do have mailbag. Mailbag. We do have a few actually pretty good questions. I think, um, 
Mailbag from Randy Ott. He says, long-term value of QB autos or rookie base PSA 10. Which is better? Autos. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah, autos. Okay. Over uh, base? Yeah, rookie base. P- I guess he's yeah. saying like a non-graded, but I mean, why couldn't you just grade it either way? But maybe it's a deal he's trying to make for himself. Okay, this question comes from Alex Warwick, who I think messages us both from time to time. He would like to know, do you think the value of Framber Valdez... Framber Valdez just pitched a no-hitter. His cards would go up in value after he threw the no-hitter on August 1st. I mean, I'm, pr- I'm sure they're up today. Yeah. Sell it. He's if a... Yeah, unless you're long-terming sell, Yeah, right? I mean, he's not a star. I mean, yeah, he's had a pretty good year, I think. And by the way, I'm, some of this... I know the name. He's not like somebody you're pulling out of a pack for the Astros and you're excited about. I'd just sell him. He's a pitcher who had a great no-hitter. Is yeah. it going to happen again? Probably not. Statistically, probably never again. I think it's probably the best thing to sell him right now. Unless you're just be seeing him and fantastic. I like that. That's actually a good point, though, that you made. Like, unless there's something else that indicates to you that this guy has the potential of doing this consistently or again anytime soon, then, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yep. Um, Marcus Delves says he has two questions, a non-sport and a sport question. Non-sport question is, do you think the Pokemon 151 will be overprinted and worth waiting for prices to come down after the hype buying, uh, hype before buying? Excuse me. I'll take this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if if that is your concern, I totally understand. The issue that I would have is missing the boat if you can get good pricing now. I think there's still enough time before that product comes out to where you could get decent pricing before it goes up. Of course, it's all pre-sale, so you're not actually going to have the product to then resell and be able to flip again. But I thought I was missing the boat with like the whole Lorcana thing by buying it. I think I bought it like maybe 60 days ago. It comes out in a couple of weeks. I bought it at 190 thinking, oh, you know, this is the top. This is going to be pretty close to the top of pricing. And it got up to like, it's back down to 300 now, but it got up to 350 last week. It's so hard to tell with how popular some of these products are. I would say 151 is one of the hottest products of Pokemon that's come out in at least a year or more. So, yeah, you you may not be hurting yourself by getting it now. Uh, his sports question is, do you think Fanatics will fix or create the distribution of wax to outside of North America to make it more available than it is today? 100%. They do that with their merchandise. I would be shocked. You know what I'm more shocked of is, and maybe it has already happened. I'm just kind of surprised you haven't already seen a big thing about that, like that they are pushing it outside the U.S. I think they're trying to dial in it right now, like get it dialed in here first. Uh, It's a lot to do. Like you don't just take over distribution. Things work well. That's a good point. Joshua Richards. Mike, please punch Jesse while he reads this. Happy to today. If you want to come over and just prepare. Lean your face forward. Okay. Yep. Want to really meet my knuckles. (laughs) I have two row boxes of cards in the range of $1 to $5 I'd like to get rid of. If I try to sell these to my local card shop, what can I expect to hear? Uh, he's a boomer, as he describes him. He says he feels like he's going to give him like 20 bucks for a box. Is uh, this the right move, or is this the type of stuff that you move on mass consignment? It's hard. I mean, he says two to five bucks. Like, is that actual, like each card is worth two to five dollars legitimately and will sell alone? If that's the case and you have two two row boxes, you're talking hundreds of cards. So top loaded, that's probably five to six hundred cards a box. And I'd consign it. Yeah. If it's like junk and base cards that are, you know, 99 cents plus a dollar fifty for shipping, 
that's different. That's the type of stuff you just dump. So it really just depends what it is. I would also have to guess that if you're getting into that many cards, I don't know if every consigner is going to do that. Correct. Yeah. Some that's of that. A lot. Yeah. Uh, next question. It comes from John Boren. Better long-term hold for a player base prism PSA 10 or a silver PSA nine. I think a nine, right? The silver. I mean, definitely on older stuff where the pops way lower. Would a silver typically be like what, like three or four times what a base would be? No, for I a bet similar it's, grade. I mean, for the same grade, I'm going to bet it's like eight, seven to eight x. I would, I oh, would almost seven to eight x. Whoa, I was way under. I yeah, maybe I under. Okay, so just to give you an idea, so the Luca will do something that sells all the time. Luca PSA tens. Do uh, base do two hundred and thirty bucks? Okay. Luca PSA ten silvers are doing twelve to thirteen hundred, so that's about six x. And what would it, what's a nine doing right now? Just curious. On the silver, yeah. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Oh wow, uh, four sixty, four fifty. So a third of a ten, still double the base. Wait, so it's doing a third of the value of what a. Oh, a 10 silver. PSA but a, 10 silver does yeah, 1,200. Yeah, I see. Round numbers. PSA 9 silver does 400. PSA 10 base does 230. So obviously, there you go. Your silver PSA 9 was probably the better bet. Because I bet that's a lower pop still, too. Uh, let's see. That's a good okay. question, actually. Cody James. Mike, 10 years from now, what card do you think will be more valuable? A PSA 10 2011 tops update Mike Trout or... A PSA 10 2018 tops Otani rookie card. Oh, God. Those are some stupid high pops. I'm actually curious about this. Let me look up these pops real quick if I can find them. Because Trout isn't short in pops, but it's not as much as Otani, I would assume. So the Trout pop is 6,100. Yeah, that Otani's got to be way. I'm going to see. I guess the Otani's about triple that. Oh, really? I would think. This is, I'm curious to know, because I didn't think it was that bad. Maybe So I'm the well. update, I'm going with the US one. He's pitching in the red jersey. That's yes. his true rookie. Oh, Pop is 10,000, 10,073. So less than two to one. What's the better long-term hold? I mean, here's what's tough. The Otani sells for a buck 85. The Trout sells for 1,300. Long-term, I'd take the Otani. I, I've said, and I believe it, I think Trout stuff long-term probably comes down quite a bit. I was just looking to Trout is 31, Otani's 29. They don't have that much time apart from each other. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious who has who has the opportunity, the time for opportunity to do more. But I guess it's Well, I also close. I my also major concern with Trout's injury history. Sure. So, but yeah, I mean it's you're talking 80% 85% cheaper than the Trout. I'll take I'll take my chance on that. Uh <laughs> I like Brian Sholmes asking the question. Jesse, what are Mike's biggest surprise teams he thinks are going to do well for 23 football? Uh, well, obviously you, the hang Colts. On, let me think. Colts? What? I don't. Oh, just, I was trying to think. Oh, yeah. You, yeah you, you, I don't think you'd know any. You should know one of them, though, but you won't. <laughs> I should, but I won't. Okay. Um, so you have multiples, though? There are a couple teams that are going to be pretty good this year. Surprise ones. Surprise hey, ones. The 49ers are not a surprise. No. Okay. Not a surprise. Uh, Patriots. Nope. What? You would, I, like you're a hometown bias. Like they're a 500 team. What? Okay. Um, so they were last year. I think the same, same this year. 
Okay, surprise would be two play in the same division as the Patri- as the Patriots. And don't one, do that because you know that's not going to yeah. help me. The division they all thing. play in the United States of America. Oh, okay. Uh, one plays the Maple in New- Leafs. One plays in New York. Jets. Yep. Obviously, Jets Aaron Rodgers. Amazing. Okay. Uh, one plays in Florida. Not the Bucks, but Tua. You're going to. I think the Dolphins going to be very good. Okay. And one plays in Ohio. There's not. There's not a team that plays there. So you don't know. Okay. Browns. I did it. Correct. I think did Cleveland. you actually think I didn't know? I knew. I thought you knew Cincy. I didn't know if you. Oh, I didn't even think about Cincy. Actually, yeah. I just and, immediately and actually, thought of Browns. For a minute, I was like, he might not think there are any teams there. So. But I mean, the Browns, I think the Browns with the Sean are actually going to have a pretty good season. Uh, Tedward. I love that name, by the way. Tedward Patrick says, Disney related question for Jesse. If you are talking to. Actually, Mike, I would like to get your take on this. If you're talking to Pinocchio and he says to you, look, Jesse, my nose will grow now. What exactly would happen? Because if his nose he's lying. doesn't grow, Wait, he's telling he's, the truth. I'm missing something. I'm sorry. Say it he again. He says, if you're, uh, you know what, listeners, uh, I would like your input on this as well. If you're talking to Pinocchio and he says to you, look, Jesse, my nose will grow now. What exactly would happen? Because if it grows, that means he lied. But if it grows. I don't know what he's lying about. I'm sorry. Well, that's the thing. He, if it doesn't grow Mm -hmm. in that, after that statement, that proclamation of that, his nose is about to grow. If it doesn't grow, then he, yes, he did lie. But how would it not grow if he lied? I've said it before. I'll say it again. I hate everything about what you are. (laughs) This is Tedward's fault. Tedward, I'm going to get you. Move, Tedward. What's a Tedward? <laughs> no, I like oh it, though. God. Thanks, Tedward. Uh, Greg Meisner wants to know. That's, there's a lot more. Really we really just finish. took the wind out. Oh, my goodness. What a stupid exchange. That was. <laughs> I loved it. Ugh. Greg Meisner, uh, who will be more upset during the football season, Herbert or Purdy investors? Herbert. Oh, Herbert. I think yeah. Purdy can play. I know guys freak out about By the way, we just got solicitation for NT football next week. Oh, honey. Purdy Patch Auto is going to be massive. Dude, I know people are. How much are, NT are you getting, though? That's one not, case. Okay. Four I was about boxes. To say. Three boxes allocated. We had to rebuy one. Are you actually going to break any of it? Or? Eddie will. Eddie will. Yeah, okay. Eddie will do it all. Uh, let's see. Next question. I'm sorry, Chris. Your question's a little too nope, long. Nope, not at this point. Ruben Mitchell, when collecting rookie cards, what's the best card to get for future value? A Bowman Prospect card or Tops or a Tops Chrome? I mean, if you're going baseball, which obviously is Bowman first, they're still the defining. It's not a rookie card. It's a prospect card, but that is the card people want. Matt Jones, what product do... Oh, Oh, he's uh, he he says, what product do I look forward to next? I forgot I asked that question in the mailbag. Uh, he says, Cosmic Chrome, because it's out of this world. It's also crazy expensive. David Gregory. The baseball release schedule, by the way, is pretty slim over the next couple of weeks. I was about I think to say, next week is got rid of most of it, right? Platinum anniversary from 2022, so the J-Rod Wander class. And then maybe two weeks from uh, 13 days from now, I think, is Immaculate Baseball. It's pretty Pretty quiet the next few weeks with big releases. Jeffing also said Cosmic Chrome as well. Uh, let's see. David Gregory just had a Skybox Dominion Tom Brady rookie with nice. Carmazzi graded a yep. PSA 10. Nice. Mike, is this a long-term hold uh, I should keep or sell now no. for current market value? If anything, don't. I don't care if you sell it. 
anytime you want, but Brady stuff is way, way down. There's no reason to sell it now. Yep. Hold it long-term. It's fine. It's a PSA 10 Brady. Worst case, hold it a little bit and see what the market, like wait till it comes back and then sell it. But I would not sell now, not Brady. Mike, our last question goes to you. Did you rep your Whittier Tech jersey at the National? I didn't play any sports at Whittier Tech. So, no. Wow. I still never ran into a wildcat in the card world, so... <laughs> It's Woody, a regional vocational technical high school, by the way. Dang it, Michael Pratt. Come on, bro. Do you think he's really a Decris? Who's Michael? Oh, that was his that guy. That was the guy okay. who asked. Yeah. All right, we'll be back uh, Monday. Monday. Do we have guests next week? Yeah. Monday, Thursday? Uh, yeah, so Monday, we actually have um, Jay from Mojo Sports is going to be joining. He's been all over the country recently. Uh, we're going to talk to him. Then, oh, man, we've got a couple more. I can't remember who's on Thursday, but... Then we've got a couple. Yeah, we've got guests. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> All you need to know is the next episode. Don't quiz me about the future, bro. I got to pull up a calendar. Sports Cards Nonsense Sports Buzz Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify, will be back on Monday at a new time, one hour later, 12 o'clock central. It may be the same time for them. Who knows? It's not the same time for them. Goodbye. Goodbye.